Today on the ZabeCast, Notorious J.A.Y. joins me and we discuss whether Thanksgiving is one of the four eating majors. Plus, is imitating Gallagher with smashing watermelons inherently racist? A replay of my homage to longtime wingman Scott Lynn. All that plus a rousing FTG Thanksgiving style to send you into the weekend. Your high test, not street legal, 30-minute dose of pure me is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. Oh, ho, ho. Here we go. Wednesday, November 25th, 2020. Thank you for downloading. What other podcasts are putting out on the day before Thanksgiving? And I plan to put out a special episode, a and now for something completely different on Thanksgiving for subscribers only uh, with my Mac guy, Jody Bell. I still don't know. I'm supposed to see him tomorrow. We'll see about it, but I've got it on my schedule. So not 100% promise. I'm going to hopefully get it dropping tomorrow. In the meantime, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving with whomever it is you are going to share your Thanksgiving with. We got Jay today, and also I've got a replay of my send-off to Scott Lynn, or at least the first show without Scott after I learned that the new company, Entercom, was not going to be transferring him over from the old company. And it was really good when I listened to it again. I generally don't listen to my stuff because I – I hate the sound of it, and I think to myself, well, I've already heard it. It came out of my my cake hole. Why do I need to hear it again? It's good to do some self-scouting to try to get rid of certain crutches and ticks and mistakes and tendencies, but it's hard to do because why do you want to listen to yourself, right? You're just going to hate. You're going to hate how you sound, and you're going to hate how you look. Unlike Cy Sims, you're going to like how you look. I guarantee it. You're going to hate how you sound. I guarantee that. I say that to people all the time when they're the first time on the podcast. Like, oh, I doesn't sound very good. I'm like, everybody says that. Only the most dripped in themselves narcissist says, man, I sounded great. I sounded sexy. Besides, as you're going to find out, it ain't about how you sound. Because people are just not listening that closely. I invest way too much time and effort into the quality of this podcast for what most people accept as, yeah, that's good enough, including guys who listen to this podcast and others at 1.5x speed. Dan Borer, B-O-H-R-E-R, from good old Lehigh, Utah, Hello, Utah. You are in the house. Sent me a long email. Well written. I did read it all. I'm not going to read it all. I I read it all. I'm not going to give it. I'm not going to read it all here on the podcast. But Dan said that he is objecting strenuously to Jay proclaiming that people who listen at 1.5x speed is the dumbest, most idiotic thing he's ever heard. You, for your part, says Dan, were not quite as dismissive. But it was apparent by your, does that blow you away or what comment that you were also not on board with 1.5x nation, as it were. Hey, you listen to this podcast any way you want. Listen at regular speed, slow it down, speed it up, take your pants off. Don't give a shit. In the bath, in a car, in a bird, on a plane, in a train, doesn't matter. Listen, subscribe, spread the word. Thank you. Helps if you subscribe. Dan does not, that's fine. 
He said, I heard you guys talking about the idea of listening at 1.5x speed, and I thought, this is genius. I will admit that the first day or two, it takes a little bit of adjustment. But your ear adjusts quickly, and I don't feel like I'm missing anything crucial. The intro songs like Dr. Feelgood still sound strange, which is why you never hear anyone advocating for listening to music at 1.5x speed. Of course not. But, says Dan, do you know what sounds perfectly fine at 1.5x speed? People talking. (laughs) And that's the point I would like to emphasize to any critics with their dripping criticism, like you and Jay displayed, all caps, bolded, periods, after each word. You ready? It is just people talking. In fact, Dan Borer, Mr. 1.5, and all the other 1.5X Nation members out there, here, I'll say it real slow. So when you're listening at 1.5X speed, guess what? You're actually going to get normal speed. Watch this. I'm not missing anything important by listening at 1.5x speed. (laughs) And why should anyone care? I'm listening to your content. Why do you care how I listen to it? I don't. I just said it kind of blew me away. I said it negated all my niggling obsession with is the bit rate on the MP3 at 128 megabits per second. Is that enough? Should I be delivering in 256? I don't know. I'm concerned about file size. You know, at 128, about 45 minutes is about 40 megabits or 40, yeah, 40 MBs. Is that too much? Is it a strain on people? The considerations I put into this product, you wouldn't understand. Or maybe you would understand, but you don't care. Anyway. I don't care. Listen to whatever speed you want. Would you be equally offended if I listened to it on a substandard set of Sony Walkman-style over-the-ear headphones with the foam covering circa 1992? Or would you instead prefer a perfectly fitted set of AirPod Pros with their noise cancellation? Or would you prefer that I just not listen at all? No, no, don't stop. Don't go away. I promise, says Dan, that if the day comes that you and Jay want to drag out a keyboard and sing a duet, I will slow it down and listen at regular speed. But until that day comes, F you guys. (laughs) Signed, Dan Borer, fellow GERD sufferer, and Amprazali prescription holder. Damn, more people coming out as part of GERD Nation. I hate it. And yeah, and you heard my voice. It's still not right. Hopefully this break will help get me right. Dan, thank you. Double middle birds to you on that, my friend. All right. In case you missed it, Friday, it was a brutal day for me and for Scott Uh, And that 27 years of his employment at one station and 20 years with me in various iterations came to a crashing halt with a corporate takeover. It's a story. It's a tale as old as time, sort of like Beauty and the Beast. Um, And I know you guys out there have many examples happen to me, happen to me, happen to a guy. And I know it's going to happen to everybody eventually, right? You stay in one place long enough, uh, they'll get you. So 
I talked about it to open my show, and I know this is not new original content, but a lot of people don't listen to both of my shows in Milwaukee and in D.C. all day, every day. So guess what? Here it is, replayed from Friday with myself and Solly talking about this awful, terrible, no-good day. And on the backside, we'll say hello to Notorious J.A.Y. Here I was last Friday on the Team 980. Hold on my to-do list. Change the open. That's the first thing. They're fun guys to be around for the most part. This is going to be a challenging day. What's up, everybody? It's a Friday. I'll leave it at that. I don't even have the the, the, the zeal uh. to play Rebecca Black today, but you heard the update from Solly. Uh, the rubber has met the road when it comes to Dan Snyder and his minority partners. I don't know who has the upper hand in this, whether or not Snyder can... Uh, fend off this sale, whether it is going to be an all-out struggle for the team. I know this. I know who I'm rooting for. And it's not the belt buckle kid when it's all (laughs) said and done. All right. Welcome to the show. It's a Friday. uh, A Friday that shall live in infamy. uh, November 20th, 2020. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Zabin Saleh here, and that's it. Uh, Scott Lynn has been fired. Fired's not the right Let word. Go. Let go. Release. Does it really matter? Fired is a bad Let word. Go. Yeah. Um, fired is a bad word. Uh, we're all going to get fired at some point. Um, that's the bottom line in any industry. But I like to say I've been radio. laid off nine but times yes. in radio, not fired. I've been laid off as Scott. Yeah, I think firing is like you. For cause. You know, you're bad. You never get fired because. Yeah. 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 Uh, what's happened is, uh, and it's amazing how even some of my closer circle friends who are pretty savvy about the industry and they've talked to me about the industry don't even know what has happened because they're living their own lives they didn't get the press release that intercom inc one of the largest radio conglomerates in the country along with iheart and cumulus and who would be the fourth biggest uh, urban one with their anyway, 68 stations in 14 markets no, <laughs> no. No, now, Urban One is a is a smaller They're ship smaller, on, yes. on the ocean, but um, yeah. So anyway, um, Entercom with Urban One engineered a station flip in multiple markets where it's like they looked at their trading cards and they said, "Well, we got this, this, I'll and give this. You this for these this. two FMs and an AM." Yeah, and they basically said, "Hey, you know what? We're not good at this. You're not good at that. How about we give you this? You give us that." Pop, 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 pop. And they, they flipped a bunch of stations. So Entercom, which owns WJFK, 106.7, uh, they got 980 and all the so-called intellectual property, which would be the existing uh, employees, uh, contracts, and other you know IP for what it's worth in the exchange. And this was two weeks ago we heard about this. And we have been playing with the sword of Damocles hanging over our heads now for two weeks, showing up to work, doing our best to give you guys the best show possible because you don't need to know about this trauma. Plus, we didn't know what was going to happen. Now, it appears like, from what I've been told, preliminarily, and this is very preliminarily, and who knows if it could change, that the new company plans to operate both, just not with everybody that was doing things here at this station. So 
Scott was told he will not be part of it going forward. CJ, our program director, was told he would not be part of it. And I understand that Doc Walker was told he will not be part of it. Now, that's just today. Who knows about tomorrow or Monday or next week or next month? Now, you got to give it a fair shake and say, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. Let's hear what you're going to do and how you're going to work this. At one time, these two stations were on par with each other, which is kind of remarkable because, let's be honest, 106.7 Signal is a goddamn blowtorch, <laughs> and you can get it everywhere. And it sounds glorious. And I have talked with a number of people over there at that hamburger stand about their signal, and I have said to them, I have said, I just want you to know how insanely jealous I am of you guys being able to be heard at all times in all parts of the market because we're over here with a pea shooter, and we're trying to hang in there and trade blow for blow. But, yeah, but no less than, say, five years ago, the two stations were roughly on par with each other in ratings. And it's because many owners ago, when we were owned, and I think we've been owned by four different entities. This will be the fifth. Oh, this is like seven. came back uh, to D.C. Well, yeah, but there were other mergers. We want to count them? Uh, AM, uh, mergers FM, and acquisitions. When I came back in 99, was it AMFM? Yes. That's was when, it AMFM in 99 when I came back? It was okay. Clear Channel when I started in 2000. And that then became... And there were still AMFM stickers on a lot of equipment. So I was like, oh, is this the company that used to own it? And and my and Scott and CJ were like, yes, we used to be AMFM Broadcasting. And then Clear Channel Broadcasting. AMFM was sold AMFM was sold to Dan Snyder and his newfound company called Red Zebra Broadcasting in I wanna say two thousand twelve. No, oh eight. Is that possible? It's right. It's impossible. It's 2008. Oh, even, er- even earlier. Oh, yes. Okay. 2008, right, clear fine. channel radio while, while liquidating hundreds of stations around the country. Uh, oh, sold, yeah. Sold us as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're like, yeah, get out, get out, get out. So, um, you know, uh, Dan formed this company and, uh, and, and operated it. And I will say this. He never once said anything about me or to me. Never once sent his minions to try to clip my wings in terms of saying, you know, don't don't say this, don't say that. I'll at least give him credit for that, although I almost feel a bit insulted. Uh. I didn't go at you hard enough <laughs> in order for you to at least raise your voice and say, shut that afternoon I, guy up. I was told once but anyway, by our, our old boss, Bruce, just keep it professional, never attack him personally, and you'll never hear a word from Dan Snyder. And that we didn't for ten years. Yeah. That was a, we didn't for eight years. That at was least, that was the one silver lining. The yes, that that was the one silver lining. But what happened was, all of the good people that were working uh, for the station at every level, whether it was general manager, sales manager, salespeople, promotions, program directors, or whatever, they quickly found out what time it was and they started to leave one after another, after another, after another. So there was this talent drain, and then you're left with a football owner who's got a standalone company that's trying to do sports radio in a very competitive marketplace. And shocker, like everything else he's touched, it went straight to <laughs> And so the decline began, and then there, there were people in charge who made some of the most outrageously bad decisions. Do I need to list the show that shall not be mentioned? Where's right? Let's Go Caps Lloyd to so fill you that, in on this thing? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget, Solly, the uh, <clears throat> exchange I had 
uh, with uh, Anthony, who was one of our, I think, nicer, better sales guys. Oh, Anthony right? Verney, yeah, Anthony? our guy. He's up in uh, Baltimore yeah, now, right. I believe. Yeah, yeah. You're doing well? So, uh, Great so guy. So Verney comes by. I, I, it was back when I had an office, and he, he comes by, and he's moving fast. He's a he's a fast mover. You know, he's always on the go. Got to sell, got to sell, got to sell. Moving fast, he comes by my door. It's open. He sees that I'm in there, does an abrupt stop, does a half-step reverse, pokes his head in and says to me in this amazingly exasperated voice, you've heard, you've heard the show, right? You've heard it. And I go, yeah. He goes, it, it, it's going to get better, isn't it? I go, nope. And he then gave me, true story, Sally, he then gave me an expression that was of sheer exasperation because it wasn't his choice to launch this show. And he just, he kind of threw his hands up and he disappeared down the hallway about as fast as possible. And I didn't, I didn't have the heart to lie to him. I was just as an experienced guy in radio. This is all I've ever done in my professional life. And I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. Oh, by the way, that's a whole other story unto not itself. Now. But, uh, <clears throat> well, not even a while ago, I, I wouldn't Well, before it to podcasts and Internet and streams and HBO Max and, and, and Sirius XM has just started a podcast division. I'm like, great. They need more ears on their product. It was a viable I mean, business, uh, this radio. It's still a viable it's business. It's still Look, a viable business. Intercom, is, Inter- it, Intercom has acquired us, and they say they're right. going to run the hamburger stand they got, which is doing well, and the hot dog stand that has been shut down by the health department. Well, why would they take the most talented and, person in radio, Steve Zabin, and not have him come with them? That would just be foolishness. Foolishness. I don't know. I don't know what their plans are. And if, if they had plans to bring me, this segment could be killing it right now. So you could be watching me jump oh, no, off a cliff no, no. into the rocks. I don't know. Wait, they're pulling I, me I out of the no, studio no now. The, they're, oh the guys God. in the white oh suits. God, that's it for me. me. Go. <laughs> By the way, this is the second time I've, I've been told with only hours until showtime. Oh, yeah. The guy that is your wingman or your co-host is gone. This happened to me with Andy. Uh, back when he got let go in, oh, God, I wish I had better command of the Well, years. Andy's been let go uh, twice, about 2013 and 20... No, but that would have been about 2016. 2016 as well, yes. Or 20, yes. Uh, and, uh, yes, 2017. Yeah, he was let go twice. But the first time he was let go after Andy and I did the sports reporters for all those years. Uh, hey, Zabe, know, we're kicking like out Andy and you're getting Cooley and Gawley. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Wasn't that it? No, no, that, it wasn't that. That was not the change that was made. I think I forget what the no, change was. No, that was the was, 20, was told, 2013. Like, the sports reporters ended and Cooley Zabe Galdi started. Right. Yes. Exactly. And we did and, that for and, uh, two and a half but years. Then the second time. Yes, Andy came back in the 20, second time 2016. Around when he came back and we flipped the roles and I was driving the show and Andy was the two instead of the other way around, that lasted for a year. A year. A year 20, half, 2016 like to 2017. Yeah. Right. But then they, they said, all right, Andy's up, and we're not renewing him. He's out, and I literally learned like an hour before the show. So, hey, everybody, hi, welcome to the show. Like, no time to process it whatsoever. And that's the case today, as I found out this this morning. And, um, yeah, so all these different ownership groups, uh, entities like football teams with owners who turn everything straight to dust, uh, will atrophy a station big time, along with the fact that, you know, we got a pea shooter of a signal. That they do have a repeater on it now, which is nice, 95.9 FM, ding, ding, ding. They've got an app, which uh, is going to be, I that's think, not, sunsetted. 95.9 is uh, not part of the new uh, 
That's staying with Urban oh, One. Oh, so that's gone now. Okay. That's staying well, with Urban Monday One. Well, Monday is when they take over officially. Right. Okay. Well, they, but at least the old company. And by the way, let me say this about Urban One, okay? Alfred Liggins couldn't have been nicer. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, Wilson Jeff Wilson couldn't Wilson, have been nicer. Our, they, our immediate they boss They treated us, they treated us royally. They were wonderful as a company to be with. They just didn't know how to run sports radio. It's not in their skill set. That's part of why they flipped the station. Uh, to somebody who does. Now, Intercom, this is what they do. They do sports radio, so they know how to block and tackle and promote and sell and everything else, and that's crucial. That helps one's success. But you combine all these bad decisions, all these different ownership groups, the the curse of Dan Snyder, and then a well-meaning operator that just didn't have it in their skill set. Here we are. And it sucks because we're in the feel-good biz that we try to be every day. We are in the cracking towels, busting balls, not a care in the world, and you, the listener, get to sit in with us in your car and listen every day, and then you say, hopefully, at the end of your ride, you go, oh, traffic. There was traffic. I didn't even notice. I was laughing because I was having fun with the guys. You don't get to be in this business uh, sad and just morose and just walk through the paces of, well, the Seahawks won last night. Boo, entertain, dance, monkey, make a show for people, be happy, all right? You could be slinging a hot tar mop on a roof. That said, my heart is heavy because Scotland is the hardest working, least complaining, most professional, do-everything guy I have ever known. And I'll never forget the first day that I walked into the building three buildings ago when I moved here from Charlotte after I got fired in Charlotte after one month of a new morning show with a brand-new baby girl just That's delivered. right. And the show said, I'm sorry, it's not working out. I'm like, it's been a month. I just delivered a baby. You're going to fire, fire me. Oh, okay. All right. Well, and, then you, and then you, and of course, then you go fight fought, tooth and nail. Yeah, for your money for months right oh yeah months. i mean i took pennies on the dollar you know contract that i uh stupidly negotiated myself and uh, did not have a agent or a lawyer look at and so then it you know came time to try to collect on it and it was a it was a tooth and nail fight to scrap back whatever i could but i lived by the way and you know and scott's gonna live because he's too smart and too talented but it's obviously a terrible time right now but you know hardest working least complaining most professional do everything kind of guy and when there's a regime change, who knows? They might just say, don't need you, or you're not our flavor, or too expensive. I don't know what goes into that decision-making. I really don't. And as I say to people, you know, I don't run this business because it is the least portable, least portable, most specialized industry right. I can think of. We're not accountants or words, engineers. Hey, I talk sports <laughs> on the radio. Right. I, I talk sports on the radio. Okay, well, I just got let go here in Washington. Can I go down to this city or can I go to that city? Charlotte, Chicago, Detroit, New York. Not really because they want you to talk about their teams. They want you to have some level of locality and history with the area and be able to talk it. Now, there are guys that do move, and I'm not saying it never happens, but it's hard. There's very little portability, and it's very specialized. And the, the avenues to get paid – a, a, a nice salary are very narrow, and they're treacherous, and they can cave in on you at any time. Need I bring up another recent news event with, uh, well, I guess our sister or big daddy station. What do we call 106.7, our daddy? 
Do I have to be like, uh, you know, uh, Pedro Martinez? I call you a daddy. Well, I believe on I Monday, no uh, the, uh, the avenues cake, to cakes and lurch will all be, will both be kicking us in the ass as we walk in the buildings. If we, if we are walking in the buildings, it's, yeah. it's part of the new ritual. If no, we're even I, going to the new building, which I don't think it'll be on Monday. I, I don't if know. anyone goes to buildings anymore, that's the Well, that's the thing. Can. That's the good thing about, uh, so I recommend about that. You can, you can, you can do a show, uh, while Steve, you know, some people do their show from their house and in other, other cities. It's very possible right now. You don't have to. Move to a city. You can do this anywhere in the world based because of the internets and technology now. And uh, our friend uh, Tim Murray just texted me to remind me. It was January 20th, 2017 because that was the day he and Andy and Jovers yeah. and Nick were all let go at the same time. Yep. Like, yep. Oh, yes. Yeah. Inauguration yeah, day. Exactly. Just uh, that's, that's the day they all do it usually. Yeah. My, my recommendation is uh, find a steady recession-proof line of work like – Selling insurance, like the or government, being a grave digger. People are always going to die. People always need insurance, and then you can be a fan who calls other idiots on the radio. You be a fan on your own time. You pick the sports you want to be a fan of, and you're still a sports fan. But you got a steady income, and you could you know transfer it. It's uh, what I would recommend. But the allure is great. Now look, I'm not complaining. As Chico Escuela once said on Saturday Night Live, baseball been very very good to me. The industry has been very very good to me. But I as I owe as much of it. To my hard work and good looks, by the way, uh, and my rapier wit, I owe as much of it to just pure luck, pure dumb luck, and, and by the way, swallowing an Andy Dufresne river up from stupid heads in the business along the way. The compromise and retreating, as Al Swearingen once said on Deadwood, is endless in this business. You have to make those compromises, and when you've got a family and you've got to provide, you have to say to yourself, well... I'd love to tell him to go pound sand, but I can't, at least not right now. <laughs> so I'm going to miss Scott beyond comprehension. He has been the most dependable wingman. He has been the most seamless guy with me. I've spent so many hours back and forth, the endless banter. Scott's wealth of knowledge, he, I would never throw something at him about. Remember that time somebody did something and he would just sit there and like stare at me like a dog that didn't know what was going No, he knew. He remembers that depth of knowledge is remarkable and his quick google fingers and his characters that he grew into like evil jack and elmo and all these other bits we had done the fact that we could no look past to each other on any given day i mean we did the show for quite a few years with no video connection no skype connection because it didn't matter because we knew each other's moves and so now that's been kicked out from under me and i've got to figure out What's going to happen next? And we'll get the new marching orders from the company, and you know we'll see what happens from here. But um, God dang, I'm going to miss him. Hello. Hello, my brother from another mother. Happy Thanksgiving, Jay. Got big Happy plans coming up? Uh, just with my brother, and that's it. No no big deal. So a two-person no, Thanksgiving? No, no, okay. my, no. no. I'm, we're going you? over there to my brother's house. It'll be my brother, me, uh, probably some, probably ten people. That's probably about All it. All right. You you are only you you may only peel back as much of the J curtain that you want to peel back to my listeners here, our listeners, your listeners, your many fans. 
as you want. But do you want to tell people more about who will be going with you to Thanksgiving? That's it. So you're going Stolo. Oh, no, 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 no. Me and the significant other. How about that? There you go. I'm sorry. And you keep her at significant other, and that's all you need to know on this podcast. Because she could get rid of me at any time. So (laughs) she don't. She don't Let's want none of that. Crazy. She don't want none of that smoke. In other words, of podcast I I fame. I don't. I don't want the smoke. So. <laughs> you don't want her smoke right. from get. So, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So God, I'll, just we, let, I'll just let it go with that. Yeah. Exactly. By the way, speaking of smoke, I started the podcast today with an email from one Dan Borer in Utah who called me and you his "fuck that guy of the week." Possibly the longest. And most, what's the word? I'm, I, I didn't even <laughs> unctuous, understand what. Unctuous, know, I, haughty email ever? Yeah, I didn't know what he was talking Okay. Uh, no, uh, I got right. it. I, I read it, and I made smooth on it. So you can still hate him. I said to Dan, you're my guy. Don't leave us. I love you. I'm not judging you. But did his arguments sway you at all about the no. merits? Oh. <laughs> as I, as I as, in my brief email to you, I roll. Yeah, you uh, you you delivered your no at one point five x speed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before I was even done ask, asking the question, so all right, let me start with this question: Is Thanksgiving one of the four eating majors? Oh God, it's not even Thanksgiving in in no particular order. Is it the Masters of Eating? Oh yeah, it, it is the Super Bowl of eating. Yes, like <laughs> no, but... like the, the the it's the Masters of eating. The U.S. Open would be the Fourth of July. Um, Christmas would be oh the 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 British Open. See, I think Thanksgiving's the British Open because it's the oldest. It's the most traditional. We eat like pigs traditional fare that we don't eat any other time of the year. Uh-huh, but we look forward to Thanksgiving more than well, any other eating like the Masters. We that is true. That is that is true. So what about your birthday? Would that be one of the majors of eating? Mm, no, because you, usually you drink on your birthday. Okay. For, well, and some people eat too. Fourth of July is definitely the U.S. Open yeah. of eating. Yeah. And and this you think you think Thanksgiving is the Masters? Yes. Okay. Christmas Christmas is the British, and and Easter is what's what's what? Oh, what am I missing? Uh, Easter what, brunch is big. Yeah. What, what, Easter what, what am, brunch is big. So that, what major am I missing? Well, well, that would be four right there. But I may replace Easter. So I don't know. Christmas might not be an eating major. Oh, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one. All right. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas brunch or Jay, Christmas dinner. There's, Some people do. There, there is winter 4th of July. You know what winter 4th of July is? Oh, no. The number one snack consuming day of the year. Halloween. No. Okay. Winter. Ooh. Dead I, of winter. It's not a national holiday, but it might as well be one. Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, Ring-a-ding-ding right there. I think Super Bowl Sunday is one of the majors of eating. That would be the Doral. (laughs) 
Fuck you, <laughs> Kiss my ass, man. Lots of people eat their fucking face off at Thanksgiving. <laughs> at, at, the, at, the, at the Super Bowl. Come on now. And, but they're all but they're all different though. See, Thanksgiving traditional and very, you know, buttoned up. Fourth uh, of July, freewheeling, outdoor barbecue cooking. I mean, you're out. Fourth of July, you're eating outdoor food, period. Like yeah. the last time anybody ate on the Fourth of July indoors was the fifth of never, right? <laughs> so, so, so the Fourth of July is an outdoor major. Maybe that's the British because it's most exposed to the elements. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's quirky you know, yes you, you, yeah you could eat anything yeah okay that, all right that's very true all right it brings us back to our caveman roots meat fire just like Lynx golf you know simple all right and then i think either easter and super bowl are the two other majors or you can replace it with christmas or birthday i don't know i still think birthday is a big eating day i mean you usually do you know, for years I had a special birthday meal that you know yeah. the parents would cook up all seafood, Ooh. all 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 seafood and all fried. What what was your birthday meal? It would be crab cakes, fried shrimp, fried clams, fried oysters. Oh my god, Jay! I I love fucking seafood. Do you I'm, well, when I'm is a Maryland boy? When it when is your birthday? February twenty sixth. Wow. Me and me and Johnny Cash share the same birthday. Do you want me to organize a Jayco birthday feast <laughs> where listeners if- can buy a seat at a restaurant? We fill it up and we eat nothing but those favorite foods that you have. We'll find a place that does all those items. We'll get a set price and we'll do a live podcast up at the day, sort of like a miniature wedding. Okay. Oh, Jayco also in that too. Jayco birthday feast 2021. Huh? Yeah, and uh, make t-shirts. Uh? <laughs> yes, make t-shirts indeed. So wait yeah, wait a minute. But, but before we got, I I heard you and Andy today, and I heard you and Andy talking about uh, the lineup, and you guys were kind of hazy in the yeah. morning. Mike and Mike, Tony ten to one, Rome one to three. Thompson, three to five. You guys bring up the rear, five to seven. Five to and this, seven. And this, and this is the Rockville part one. Yes, Rockville uh, part one. Put put a bead on the year on that lineup. <clears throat> this is two thousand. Oh. Yes, because two thousand before guy, we moved to Silver Spring. Yes, okay. because I remember when you did updates, and I have a great story about that one. Oh Jesus! You would you would do updates during Thompson. And one day, I, I this is my introduction to you, was very early. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so you came in with your cart, and I would always listen and then cue it up, re-cue it up. You give me the cart. I listen to it. There's nothing on the cart. And I, I don't know if I went back to the I had Yeah, I went back to the bullpen and go, Zabe, there's nothing on this cart. And you took the cart and threw it against the room, <laughs> threw it against the wall. I was like, this guy is in freaking insane. Uh, you know who is more intense than me is the deep piped Earl Forsey, who does stuff Earl, Earl. for Sirius XM and the Golf Channel, WJFK. Yeah. yeah, legendary Earl Forsey. Yeah. Yeah. Earl Forsey was psychotic intense and would do the same thing, break carts, smash them around. I once smashed headphones, as you know, famously, because stuff wasn't working right on the show. I don't care I, that I don't care that much anymore. 
<laughs> yeah, there's a point where you go, eh, okay, whatever. But yeah, I did that early on in my career too. Took headphones and slammed them into the ground. Yes. Yeah. Made me feel better though. Yeah. Today today on the afternoon show, everything went wrong in the first hour, including my voice right out of the gate. And we had a hard time connecting with Mr. X and blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the hour as I'm rapping it, I say, well, this hour is in the books and it's not going to the Broadcast Hall of Fame, but they're going to pay us for it. <laughs> and then the out music. <laughs> da, 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 da. And I'm like, yes. yes. <laughs> Take yeah, that. Check, check still cash. This That's day. right. Just one of many hours buried in, under the ground. So that early lineup, I mean, 2000, all right. <clears throat> JFK at the time, 106.7, was basically a male-oriented guy talk format. Howard Stern. Wow. G. Gordon Liddy. Don and Mike. And then Ron and Fez. Were the junkies not on JFK at the time? I think they were. I don't Knights, Knights, Knights. I'm sorry. Yes. Seven to ten at night. Right. Ron and Fez. And then after Ron and Fez were the junkies. Right. Oh, Jay, those were the glory days. Because you know what? There there, There was no Sirius XM at the time. It was just getting launched around 2001, I want to say. Yeah, widespread. because I knew people went over the yes, yes. And there was, of course, no internet. There was no podcasts. To be entertained, that's what you had. And it was glorious. And now, with all the competition, the whole landscape has been fractured into a million tiny pieces, a tiny pixels, which you can complain about all you want. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can complain. You can complain about all you want, but that's the reality. You have to adjust to what is the current reality. Uh, but that was appointment radio for at some like the, Howard Stern and Don and Mike were yeah. appointment radio. Yeah. You know, I was appointment. You couldn't get the replay anywhere. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> if you missed it, you missed it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and. uh one of the uh, – I love Don and Mike. I went to one of their Las Vegas shows. I loved it. Sadly, uh, I got to meet Mike O'Mara. And? Could, could not have been a bigger dick if he tried. Wow. I was so – I was crushed. Wow. Like if – like, you know, someone on Twitter who is one of your fans well, said something <laughs> and said something to me and I told him to go fuck himself. Pretty much the same thing. Yeah. No, uh, Mike O'Mara – by far the more talented of the two of the legendary DC duo, Don and Mike. Don Geronimo was the front man. He was the knuckle breaker. He was the heavy. And he was, according to the junkies, the biggest dick in the world who tried to derail their career because the company saw the junkies were on their way up. Don and Mike was on his way down. And they ended up pushing out Don and Mike, but Don specifically for the junkies. And he was a complete prick about it. Ooh, That's that's radio. Hey, that, yeah, that's that's radio, right? That's true. Like putting Stephen A. Smith in the mornings. Hey, I've heard that's about it. Be, that's got to be the no, no. The worst move ever. The worst move in radio history ever is the man cave. Oh. That's it's the worst show ever. Worst move ever. And the people who were outside of D.C. It was <laughs> it, it was a all it was a not predominantly it was a uh, show with two black hosts. One guy, Jason Reed, who had never done, done it before. Done a, it before. A print and a guy, guy, and a guy, Chris Paul, who had been a number two, one of the corniest number twos uh, I ever heard in radio. He was Donnie Donnie Simpson's right hand guy, right, but right. he was corny as fuck. And they some, and, and and some brainiac said this would be a good morning show. Oh yeah, yeah. and you know what? And uh, when you're the number two to Donnie Simpson, a legend, it's like being 
Craig Hodges on a Michael Jordan team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you, you don't have to fucking do much, you know? <laughs> hang, hang, out, hang out of the three-point line and just make a few, and you're good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. Tug on your shorts. Yeah. But all of a sudden, on. if you're Craig Hodges logging 42 minutes a night, that's a problem. That's, that's right. When, I, when you have to, well, I always say, like uh, Chris Childs, when uh, he was with the uh, New Jersey Nets, he was the man. Came to the Knicks, eh, it wasn't really that great because yeah. you're you're now not the man anymore. All right, I got yeah. I got a couple of Thanksgiving top threes. First of all, did you hear what Patrick Mahomes is going to eat for Thanksgiving and what he's going to do? I heard that and it made me <laughs> sick to my stomach. Here's what old Patrick Mahomes says. He's like, "Yeah, I'm going to put ketchup on my turkey. Why? I'm the ketchup kid. You know how right. I roll." Here he was on a Kansas City radio station talking Brother, about it. So uh, it's going to be pretty pretty uh, small as a group. I mean, you have to take these COVID protocols seriously. And so uh, uh, we we'll, got to make sure that we, we, we social distance and do that type of stuff. But in uh, years past, I mean, just getting the family up here uh, or, or being with the team and, and eating food, uh, great food and, and food that I didn't cook because so it's good. And so it, it's uh, – a lot of fun, and and uh, I'm just glad that I have the people that I can I can spend it with this year. Everybody always talks about you put ketchup on everything, bro. Tell me you don't put ketchup on turkey. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, come on, uh, man. you got to put ketchup uh, on that turkey and ham. Get the hell out of here, Joe. Uh, you don't really you, you, on the Thanksgiving turkey. You put ketchup on it. Oh yeah, man. Come on, you, you know me better than that. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know you know what though? I can't hate that son of a bitch. I, I really like that guy. No, he's re- he's I a really fucking like golden him. child. He is so I, good. He, he like is him. he is the cheat code of all cheat codes, and he has not done anything yet to piss me off as an athlete to make me roll my eyes and go, oh, fuck, not him like, too. I roll my eyes at a lot of Russell a uh, Russell Wilson stuff, but I, I do not roll my eyes. Right. At- Patrick Mahomes at all. I right. really like him. Right. When Russell Wilson started pushing the nanobubble technology with his stupid fucking energy drink or whatever, and then talking about how God talked to him as he was walking off the field after throwing the pick to lose the Super Bowl, that's when I rolled my eyes. You go, okay, Russell. Jo- all right. Jordan Spieth was in the Pantheon with me, and then after he won his second Masters, he started snapping at people who were asking for autographs and giving out lectures about this, that, and the other. And I was like, roll my eyes. Oh, God, they've gotten to him. I'd say Steph Curry was in that pantheon of I love this guy. I and then love him. And then he started saying some things, and I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. Roll my eyes. So far, I, Mahomes is not in the eye roll category. I pray he never gets there. And did you watch the game on Sunday? Yeah, he's sick. I mean – I knew when they when they scored with a with a with a minute, minute 20, twenty. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, he's going to he's going definitely going to bring him down the field and score." And <laughs> goddamn, if he didn't, God, he's good. I know he throws that laser on the run. It's not even really on target. Kelsey is so good though; he just sticks his big hands up and <laughs> touchdown. They're, they're so that whole team is cheat code. Yeah, they, they are. They have like too many weapons. Tyree, but, Tyree Hill. Good thing they didn't get a you know conscience over Tyree Hill and that <laughs> recording. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll let this slide. That, we'll let this slide. I'm telling you that was man. And what's amazing is that they threw away Kareem Hunt on a whim for much he, less. He hit a girl. Though. Didn't he hit a girl? No, he kicked a girl in the leg, and that was after they were trying to get into his hotel room. And that was caught on security camera video. That was it. 
on Kareem Hunt. That was it. It was way less egregious than what was likely an ongoing pattern of abuse between Tyreek Hill and his girlfriend. And not exempting the fact that Tyreek Hill had a prior from college that was heinous as fuck, right? But... <clears throat> See, we we didn't. I didn't even know that whole story. I didn't. He really kicked her. I, I thought the way they made it out is like he beat up some woman in a no. hotel room. See, no, I didn't know that. No, basically it was it was one, and she was trying to go in the room, and they're like, "Go away, go away, go away," and then she came at him. She was all drunky, McChick, and off balance, and then he just kind of flicked at her with his foot, kicked her, kicked her in the leg, and that was enough right there. So they got rid of him, and you think. Holy shit! They'll, they'll, that he was one of the best backs in the league at the time, and the Chiefs knew no, no, this guy's disposable. This guy Tyree Kill is a one of one Picasso as an athlete and as a weapon. We're gonna play it real calm with him. They are uh, if they don't get the number one seed, it's going to well, it's going through Pittsburgh. I'm still a fan. I'd worry about that game. You should. Yeah, I, I I worry about the game. That's the only team that scares the hell out of me. Yeah, is the Chiefs. You're not worried about the crippled Ravens on Thanksgiving night, are you? No, because that team is there's something wrong. <laughs> it, it's uh, something's just not quite right about that. You know, the receivers can't get open. The defense is kind of leaking oil right now. Yep, uh, L- Lamar is. He's Lamar. And inconsistent, and you know, there's there's something really wrong with that team. When I watched the end of that game, and they were down there with a chance to win it, not just tie it, second down, third down, Lamar didn't want to throw it into the end zone. He didn't want to take a stab at it. Didn't want to put it in in a tight window to win the game. Threw it out of bounds twice. He either wanted to goal. run it. He either wanted to run it in or let somebody else take it. Right, right. Well, or if somebody was wide open, he'd do it. But like at that moment when the best of the best of the best, and I mean, he's the reigning MVP, so you would assume he's the best of the best, but he's not the best of the best as a passer right now. But the best of the best passers, they'll put it up a Nat's ass in the red zone with the game on the line to a guy who doesn't even look open. Lamar's not there yet. I have a hot take. Do you, I don't know if you have hot take music or hot take sounder. I, can't I have a hot take. Play it, but go ahead. Okay. Uh, there you go. Remember when Rush Limbaugh got in trouble for saying that oh they boy. wanted they, they wanted, wanted Donovan McNabb, McNabb to, to succeed because he's black and a quarterback, right? Yeah. I think they kind of do that for Lamar. Come on. They, they make no. They make. So many excuses because I, I listen here. I listen here, and it's so many excuses. And then I heard uh, he threw a touchdown pass to Andrews, and yeah. I can't remember who was. I mean, it was Dan Orlowski, and he was like, "He the way he threw it, he made sure that he would turn the other way." No, he didn't. no. He, he I didn't, saw that touchdown, to Andrews. It was a great catch by Andrews for a ball that was off frame. Right, I was like, he just threw it up. I mean, I know, I know. I, I know. I think they. I think they make a lot of excuses for Lamar. Yeah. All right. Uh, I got top threes for you here on a on a Wednesday when this airs. I just had to get these in. I wrote these out. Two Thanksgiving top threes. You ready? Okay. Top three ways you know it's time to leave your Thanksgiving dinner. Ready? <laughs> Number three. Grandma. Grandma starts farting. <laughs> Grandma, what's that? Me? 
<laughs> Number two, top three things that tell you it's time to leave your Thanksgiving dinner. Grandpa starts talking about World War II with ethnic slurs. <laughs> Grandpa. Hey, man, Ooh. Japan was our enemy. We were killing that. Grandpa, would you please? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good one, yes. <laughs> All right. And the number one way you know it's time to leave your Thanksgiving get-together. It's two hours exactly from when you walked in the door. Boom. Good one. Yes. Mic drop. (laughs) Two hours. That's the window. Two hours. Half an hour to mill around and chat. Hour to sit down over the food and dessert. Half an hour for a little cocktail. Bing, bang, goodbye. I wish wish, uh, our family had that discipline, but... (laughs) Uh, there have been years where dinner was supposed to be at four, and we didn't eat till seven. Wow! Oh my god, just kill me. It's tough. All right, and then uh, one more top three, three word f- phrases that will absolutely start a brawl at your Thanksgiving dinner table. Three words only. Ready? Number three, Doctor Anthony Fauci. <laughs> Number two. Three words that'll start a brawl. Masks don't work. Boom. And the number one thing that'll start a brawl, Dominion voting systems. <laughs> don't Man. go there on any of the above, all right, people? Play the, play the family feud music. I have a Thanksgiving question. What is the best off-menu side that has ever been prepared at your at any Thanksgiving uh, in the Zabin household because you had your staples you had your stuffing you have your green beans you have your peas you have your you know cranberry what at our your, house yeah at our house we I have a cousin Tracy mm-hmm. who she either she was allergic to turkey or something my mom would fix shrimp fried rice and lasagna for her wow that was big time yes wow off the yes. grid stuff uh, off the grid with the turkey and ham and all that that was that was that's pretty good. cool that's good um i would say most of the dishes that my mom prepared of course me being a picky eater i didn't like any of them so to me the number one side dish was a hot crescent roll with a pat of genuine butter salted maybe dipped in some gravy Oh my god! Are you? That's are as you good also, as it gets. That's as good. Are you a food can't touch guy? Because I am. I am a yeah. I don't. Food, I don't. Food can't touch. I'm a, I'm a basically a food can't touch guy. But basically everything that is uh, on my plate, I'm going to eat. So I just keep the stuff off of my plate. Plus any stuffing that is a homemade stuffing that has huge chunks of onions, mm. celery. I'm mm. like, no, thank you. The only stuffing oh. I want is the box stuffing. The Stouffer's, that is roughly 98.2% bread and maybe a tiny little fleck of something in there. I love, I love in the bird stuffing. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's good stuff. All right, real quick. Uh, do you think Annie Agar is cute? Do you know who she is? Okay, I'm looking. I don't know who Annie is. It Annie, how do you spell Agar? A G A R. She is the Zoom call chick for sports. Basically, she does a bunch of Zoom calls wearing T-shirts, and she pretends Ooh. to be the entities that are talking. 
Okay, everybody, welcome again. Uh, we had a pretty good week this week, other than New York, but I know, they're terrible. They were talking about you. Okay, anyway, the topic today is fourth quarter leads. Now, I know we've struggled. Atlanta, are you listening? A little bit with this. Yeah, I do not have to be here. Okay, yeah, I'm obviously listening. Are you kidding me? All right, what do you think? She, have you taken a look at her? Cute, very cute. Really? Very cute. Okay. Yes. She's a nice gal. I had her on the we had her on the local show in Milwaukee, and she was really nice and 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 cool. And I was happy for her brief fifteen minutes of fame, which I think is at fourteen minutes now. But whatever. I I said on the show, I said she's too cute for my liking. Um, I was ridiculed. I was ridiculed for saying that yeah. there is even a thing called too cute. Too cute for her own good, like Katie Nolan. You can argue that, yeah, sure. I, yeah. I, I, I look at her and I go, yeah, she looks like a standard college sorority girl. Here she is in a Packers jersey. That's a Clay Matthews jersey, I yeah. believe. Yeah, yeah, no, no, she's extremely cute. She's funny. She knows sports. She's a big sports fan. She's from Michigan, and you know, I don't know what, what do you do if you parlay this. She's big on TikTok, big on YouTube, but it's got a limited run. Her act of what she's doing. She'll be on a um, I'm wrong, I'm right, you're wrong show. <laughs> you think so? That's Yeah, that's that's oh. what else can she do? Do you know how many thirsty girls are trying to get on one of those, though? Good oh. luck. I, I, I was laughing today, and I, I for some reason I was flicking back and forth between first take and the Colin Cowherd. I yeah. love it when they try to make either Joy Taylor or Jalen Rose's wife, uh, Molly Karen. Yeah, they're they're hot, but we're gonna put glasses on them so they look really <laughs> smart. Also, I'm like, stop it. They stop might need it. them to read, Jay. No, stop Come it. Come on, they stop might it. need them to read the teleprompter. By the way, both smoke shows. Let me. I don't, let me get. Yeah. I frankly uh, think that Molly Kiram is a cut above. I think she's a first round pick. I think uh, Joy Taylor is a mid fifth. Oh my God! Oh my God! How dare you say that? Yeah, yeah, that's blasphemy. Now, now I'll say this, and this is true of anybody: time is undefeated, and time has dragged Ms. Kiram down a few notches. If you go back ten years to when she first burst on the scene, oh my God! Like she was in my world rankings because I love that Middle Eastern flavor. It's so mm, yummy. But, Jalen Rose did very well for himself. That's all I can say about it. I, I Even though, she, like you said, she may be losing a couple ticks on the fastball, she's still getting it done on the she's corners. St- she's still getting it done. She is now 36. That's um, it? That's it. I mean, she's, you know, Corey Champion's like 40, and she's still getting it done. Okay, but... You, you got to go back to the early film of Molly Kiram when she was 26. Ooh. Throwing, okay, this is, throwing, ooh. Ni- throwing 98 on the outside black with an exploding slider and an ERA in the low twos before she got that Tommy <laughs> John surgery. And she's <laughs> still good. <laughs> oh, my God. She's stunning. I know. Oh. I know. She's fantastic. But more importantly, she's an outstanding journalist and I'm sure a good person. I hope so. I don't. I don't want to hear anything bad about Molly Karam is is a is a uh, is hell on wheels behind the behind the scenes. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't I don't think that's the case. Okay, are you ready for FTG and then we're out of here? I sure am. Okay, here we go. Stand by. Now batting, Jay Cottrell, right field. I'm not a good guy. Sorry, should have made you shortstop. What position you want to be? (laughs) Second. Second, all right. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, who do you got? John Ulysses Harbaugh, even though Ulysses is probably not not his middle name. If If you are now the biggest jerk in your family, and that family includes Jim Harbaugh and Tom Crean, you're doing some work. You are doing some work if you are now the biggest jerk. His antics before the game, his antics after the game. I've never really liked him because I used to I used to do a show for him. Yeah, and he was kind of, he was kind of a jerk then, and he's kind of phony with his Jesus talk. Yeah, uh, I, I do not like John Harbaugh one iota. All right. Well, and of course, he didn't like the fact that the Titans had a meeting on the logo before the game. What are we, in high school? Stop it. Well, he's the saner of the two Harbaugh's. He's the more normal of the two, but guess what? Still a Harbaugh. So to John Ulysses Harbaugh III, Jay, you say? Fuck that guy. (laughs) All right, I had a runner-up. This week for fuck that guy, Booger McFarland at halftime <laughs> last night said about the injury to Joe Burrow because it was reportedly really, really bad, multiple ligaments, cartilage damage, etc. He said, well, nine to 12 months, that, that puts next season start in jeopardy. They should just not play him in 2021 either. I'm I like, heard that. I'm like heard that. what yes. the fuck are you talking about? Hey, Dr. Booger, scrub out. We got a lot of time between now and then, okay? It was the dumbest thing to throw out there. Like, what? The, the franchise is going to say no? If he's ready in October, October 1st of next year, they're going to go, no, nah, Booger said sit the year out. Not going to happen. Okay. He's my runner-up. My winner this week is one John Clayton. You ready for a doozy? John Ooh. Clayton wrote about the Patriots. Quote, it was stunning to see the Patriots' lack of athleticism on the defense in their loss to the Houston Texans. On the one hand, it shouldn't be surprising given how many players they lost in free agency or to opt-outs. On the other hand, this was the best defense in the league last season. Hey, dumb fuck, you're saying... <laughs> The team that you see now is not last year's team, and you're saying it was stunning to see the difference? (laughs) Dude, read what you just wrote. You're playing both sides, John. It makes no sense. It's like saying, you know, this apple tastes a lot like an orange. It's juicy, and it's it's acidic, but I had to realize it is actually an orange, so I'm kind of conflicted. They're bad because everybody opted out or left by a free agency. So don't say you were stunned to see their lack of athleticism. So to John Clayton, fuck that guy. All right, Jay, we're done for the week. Have a great Thanksgiving as always, bud. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. And I am done. Thank you very much for listening. Have yourself a great Thanksgiving. Two subscriber editions coming Thursday and Friday, including a modified Football Five Ways Friday. We'll see you then.